could you if you wanted to walk around like if because Adam loves to suck the shit out of carpet, right? So if could <laughs> if he was doing that, could you? What does he do to the carpet? Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I am Zach Jackson, joined by James Wood. Howdy, gamers. Adam Ryan. Hello there. Nathan Hennessy. Welcome back. And a very special guest once again, Ralph. Panabianco. Am I that special at this point, though? Come on, I'm like the furniture now. This is what, you the are. fourth or fifth time? <laughs> Can't be that special now. It's weird. You join each week, but you just sit there in silence watching <laughs> That's it. That's right. It's, uh, <laughs> Correct. I have to earn the right to speak. That's <laughs> most, weeks, most weeks I don't earn it, so that's it. <laughs> yeah. Now, very nice to have you back uh, talking a very big game. Uh, I know you like the big Two games. Two big games. Two big games right. indeed, yes. Two big games, yes, yes. yes. It's, 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 it's Broketober, all the, all the good shit's dropping. It's pretty nuts. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, I don't know if you guys have ruminated on the fact that this is easily one of the greatest gaming years in the history of video games, full stop. We're going to be telling our grandkids about this one. Yeah. All those images from like 1997 and 2002 or whatever with all the freaking covers. This is another one of those years. We're going to like frame the box art from this year and put it up on our wall. Um, and October is just nuts. I mean, and I don't, yeah, I mean, I wasn't ready for how good Mario is. I don't think anyone's ready for how good Alan Wake is, but I guess we'll come to that later. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty special. I'm excited. I'm very yeah. excited. Like Big Kev. Anyone remember oh, him? Absolutely. He <laughs> absolutely. can't. Finally a podcast that gets a Big Kev reference. You can't make that reference anywhere else on any other podcast. It's just here, right here, right now. On the uh, juiciest podcast, uh, gaming podcast in Australia, the DLC podcast from World Played. Love it, love it. Shout out to Big Kev. I'm sure he's... <laughs> he's a... up there looking down on us <laughs> thinking, what the fuck's a video game? He's got no idea. <laughs> you have no uh, clue. Nathan. You've been a bit, uh, bit sick, mate. You've uh, the streak is broken for you. Yeah, first tangle with <laughs> mate. It's really broken me down. Oof, absolutely. Um, are we allowed to too. call it that? <laughs> was, is that, that allowed? Like, mm. <laughs> that'll, that'll come out in post. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Have you? Oh. How many jabs have you had? Three, I want to say. Okay, how many? I haven't had one since like two? early last year. Four or five. Was that a question to me? Well, it was just a general question. Do you know how many vaccines there are? Is there four or five doses on my It doesn't exist up. down in Tassie That's anymore, mate. <laughs> That's it, mate. I think I'm just Joe, the wrong side. Joe of Rogan third. made sure of that. He got it to your ear. And Tassie's like, nah, fuck it. No more vaccines. <laughs> uh, but yeah, right. You've been uh, struggling. Where do you reckon you caught it, Pax? No, I genuinely think I caught it from the referendum. I had this supervisor that was just hawking on me for like half the day. And I, I kept saying to him, like, bro, do you have as- like asthma or like hay fever? <laughs> this dude's like 70 years old. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> and then he has the gall to ask me if I want a mask. Fucking prick. <laughs> anyway, um, oh, yeah, I'm just so glad I didn't have to raw dog this because it, it really brought me down. Like, I think I spent, no, I definitely spent 
I recall spending two days of just sobbing and moaning on the bathroom floor while in the next room I can hear April just happy as Larry making fucking Final Fantasy fourteen call-outs. Like, completely absent of the fact that I'm needing support and feeling like I'm on death's bed, but she's having so, a little bit of time next and, door. And then you got COVID. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I mean, the, I guess the sad part of this is I did, you know, after a while, I thought, well, this is a bit shit to have to, you know, do this alone. So I passed it on to her too. So, Lovely. Uh, You're a good, yeah, good boyfriend. A team effort That's here. very nice. So has everyone else here had it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. James never had it, James. Never have it. Wow. No, I have yeah. dodged it. Yeah, wow, that's incredible. Good hell, right? How good Man, is that? You guys got to yeah. get out more. You guys are just sitting at home playing video games all day. Wow. I was <laughs> in the, the hotbed of it all. I was in the lockdown, mate. The five k radius couldn't. <laughs> that's right. You guys are in Melbourne, where you're like that's not it. allowed to leave your house for six years. You have to do like it. a chicken box party type <laughs> thing. Dictate, but dictator Dan. <laughs> that's right. This no, podcast getting peace. pretty political, pretty pretty fast. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Deteriorated it's so quickly. It really is. Uh, all right, well, let's talk about uh, video games, shall we? Does anyone have anything they want to talk about before we hit the uh, the reviews, the content? I think they've been playing. James, you start another shitty Resident Evil sequel. No, no, I've been uh, <laughs> giving the Resident Evils a bit of a break at the moment. Um, Ralph, in case you weren't aware, I recently platinumed uh, five and six, which oh, was wow. no one's a ever choice. done that before. That's well, I mean, <laughs> honestly, very low odds on those trophies. Um, no, I, I don't, I don't think so. I think I've just been doing a new game plus run of Lies of P, and I've discovered the true final boss now, and that thing is a fucking nightmare. Um, so you know, still great game, but horrific boss. Solid. You know what I? You know what I got? I got mm. the uh, Meta Quest 3. Mm. Anyone got this? Oh, mm. delicious. No, okay, all right. This is actually pretty mind-blowing. I'm not even messing with you, okay? So, first of all, I hate Facebook. We all do, right? Mm. That's just the baseline. But they, <laughs> they, make a good head, they make a good headset. They always have. This one has what's called mixed reality. Yep. Have you guys seen this before? I've, I've so seen the concept. I, I'm getting adverts at the moment of people using this to like demo practicing learning to play the piano, for instance. Correct. Okay, so imagine you are sitting in front of an actual real piano, okay? A real piano. And you have your headset on. And because it has passed through at a, at a high enough quality, you can now walk around and use this headset. As you and, it, and you can just see very quite clearly, okay. Before with other headsets, the pass through was grayscale, really laggy, really warped. It was fucked. You couldn't, you couldn't, you kept, that was just basically like you press a button so you could find something urgent and then you turn it back off. It's not usable, but now you can actually walk around with pass through on. So you're sitting in front of your keyboard, your um, piano, and imagine just out of thin air in front of you, all of these lines start coming down towards the keyboard keys. And then you just start pressing the keys in time when they arrive, just like Guitar Hero, but it's mixed reality. Mm. That is like just one test case for what this is, okay? The the one that I've been using it the most is just watching shit on YouTube or like fucking browsing the internet with it, right? Because what you can do is you can basically pull up a browser window in front of you and then you can just have it in front of you like kind of suspended and if you move, it stays exactly where you left it, okay? You can then, like, you could be standing in front of your sink because you can control with your hands, by the way. You don't need controllers. You could be standing in front of your sink 
washing the dishes and you would have this floating screen in front of you playing a YouTube video that you can interact with by pressing imaginary buttons in the air. You can then grab this fucking screen with your hand like this, this gesture. You can walk down the hallway carrying it. Then you can like sit on your couch and like throw it in front of you. And now it's the size of your wall and you're sitting there watching something the size of your wall with great sound because it's obviously just headset, uh, like um, headphones or whatever. And that is something you can actually do with this device. It's crazy. And I know you guys, I can see your faces. I can see you're interested, right? <laughs> oh, how could you know uh, me? <laughs> until you experience it for yourself, you don't quite grasp it. But when you do, you're like, oh, well, this is absolutely how we will live our lives in the future. There is no question how- at all. We're all going to be wearing these things on our faces 24-7 in 10 years time. No question. How is it tracking your hands? Like, how does that Because there's work? a lot of cameras built into it. So, right, okay, and so yeah. it's just basically looking at your hands and seeing where they are. And there are gestures, so right. example, you know, it, but basically it, it has this incredible ability to judge depth of your hand versus the depth of the screen that you've chosen to put up in front of yourself. So you can just press buttons and it feels really tactile as well because of the sound effects that happen. You can use a keyboard, like a, 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 like, a, like a QWERTY keyboard pops up and you can type on it and it feels really good. And... Um, yeah, it's it's wild, man. It really is pretty amazing technology. I before I bought it on a whim. I'm like, eh, whatever. Let's just check out what Oculus are doing, or what Facebook are doing. And now that I've got it, I'm like, dude, this is the future. Now I understand why Apple are about to put out like a three thousand dollar version <laughs> of this shit because <laughs> it really does feel magical when you start using it. Like it actually does. So. So yeah. you had me at the YouTube thing because I'm one of those fiends that just like carries around their phone like a mm-hmm. fuckwit around the house washing <laughs> dishes. I think you've you've been spying on me with your MetaQuest 3 because <laughs> I, I do the little prop up the, the phone while washing dishes because, you know, I hate silence apparently. So totally. that, uh, oh boy, that sounds, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, and even that sounds like- pretty sick. It actually is. And like you see these people like cooking recipes. So they'll have like multiple screens up in front of them. Cooking That's all tutorials. I've been thinking of. Cooking yeah. application. Yeah. Yeah. And then you can, because as I said, the camera is good enough where you can cut vegetables and you can fucking use a stove while you're doing this. And then you can press pause on the cooking button on the, on the, on the YouTube video, do a bit of stuff and then come back to it. Or you can scroll through a recipe or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's, <clears throat> it's really wild. So um, you- yeah. Watch this space. Could you, if you wanted to walk around, like if, because Adam loves to suck the shit out of carpet, right? So if could, if he was doing that, could you... What does he do to the carpet? He vacuums. Um, <laughs> vacuums. Okay, right. Okay, got it. With could a you, uh, streak. Could you have like a, can you be walking and it'll just move at the same distance? No, you it? can't. Okay. You Only if you want to carry shit it with you, product. you will no good. <laughs> no, but um, but it's actually more. You no, know, but it's more impressive that it stays exactly where you want it to stay. But I said, if you wanted to walk with, you just carry it. You just carry it in your hand. Do you know what I mean? Am um, I making could sense? you hold a fake but real suspended virtual reality screen and <laughs> and a vacuum in the other? No, but what you could, if you were vacuuming Absolutely. a room, what you would actually do is you would just blow up the image so that it's ah, the size true. of your fucking of the of the wall at the other side of the thing, and then you would just vacuum while watching this thing that is as large as your wall. That's how you would do it. You know what, what I mean? Now, can I like could I put it? Entry, <laughs> you're starting to venture outside. Don't know if that's such a great idea. Could I put it on my carpet and then say? vacuum your face while watching one of your YouTube videos. (laughs) I would, in fact, encourage that use case. That sounds like the ideal way to test this bad boy out. So, yes. How much? 
Uh, it's seven ninety nine oh. Aussie. Huh. So it's like not cheap. Don't get me wrong, thousands. but it's also not three thousand bucks like Apple's is going to be. Obviously, Apple's is going to be better quality for a lot of reasons, I'm sure. But um, more than usable. As look, if you were to say to me, should I buy this right now? I'd be like, if you are someone who and you're at home and you have a shitty little TV and you never get to use it because your your dad or your girlfriend keep hogging it or whatever, and you want to be able to enjoy media in a really great setup, I actually think this is one of the best purchases you can make right now because you just get to experience media like that in a way that it just feels like your own personal cinema. And, and you could kind of do that with VR before, but it's so much better now because the clarity of what you're seeing the screen door effect is gone. That whole thing before where we could see the little, mm. you know, the dots or whatever, that's gone now. And so it's now impossible. It's now possible to enjoy media like you've never have. So if you need to upgrade your personal like setup, but you've got no no room to do that at home, it's actually a really good purchase. Other than that, I don't know. It's a bit more of an edge case. And don't buy it for games because VR gaming is still ass. Um, but as a media consumption device, <clears throat> it is really on its way for sure. Is there like apps so if you wanted like netflix for example you do all yeah. these, or is it all browser based no no there's apps but the, yeah, to be yeah. honest with you, the apps aren't actually as good as the browser stuff because the browser stuff just lets you do it however you want to do it with the pass through and like you can carry you can't carry the netflix screen around with you because right, the apps okay, are set okay. out for that but if you just load it up in the browser then you absolutely can and you can sure. watch you know hbo on watch episodes of sopranos on while you're walking around or sitting on the toilet sit on the toilet with the headset <laughs> okay and then you can just pre- that's it. That's what you can do. You can watch Sopranos on the toilet while on your VR headset. Amazing. That's what we've been working towards. It really it. is. So you should put that shit on the box, man. Mm. Yeah. 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 How much better is it than the PSVR 2? Because I think I Oh, it. I packed away my PSVR 2 as soon as I got this thing immediately. Because I was like, this is the future. There is no way. Because the PSVR 2 is like slightly better in terms of visual clarity. And it's better in terms of the visual fidelity you will get out of a game because the the PlayStation has more raw processing power, obviously, than this onboard device. But I don't really care about games, to be honest with you, when it comes to VR. Not at this point. What are you going to do? Like, Horizon Call of the Mountain? That's it. That's all you got. You know what I mean? Like, if Sony starts putting out good VR games, then I'll unpack that thing again. But for now, my the meta quest is all I will need to do VR things and be really happy with that, you know, for sure. Nice. Anyone going to jump in and buy one now after that big review? James is keen. Just hit up hit up Meta. They're, they're like... There's a lot in there that I like. <laughs> hit up Meta. They're massive. Uh, they're so thirsty for influencers to jump on it. Uh, <laughs> Start making can... some TikToks. Get in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're, <laughs> they're super thirsty for, for content for that. So just reach out to them. They'll probably send you one. Mm. Let's do it. Eh? I bought mine, by the way. This is not a sponsored bit. I do not take any <laughs> money from Meta. Get fucked, Zuck. Uh, so no. Is that why you've gone to Threads now? Uh, perm- like yeah, I prim- know, right? <laughs> Primarily, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Better the devil you know than the other bloke. That's not how the saying goes. But you got to make you, you, you got to pick you got to pick your your uh, your compromises at some point, and that's it. That's the one I chose. So. Uh, very very nice. Good stuff. All right. Should we just jump into reviews, or if Nathan or Adam, you got anything you want to share? No, I played Sea of Thieves. That's all I've got outside of cool. content. Did you play the um, the um, mo- um, Monkey, Monkey Island, Island thing? 
No, this is like the first time that I've ever played it. Oh, like I've okay. I've booted it up and kind of made a pirate and fucked around with that a little bit, but this is the first time I've actively like grabbed a mate and decided to give it a proper crack and no fucking idea what we're doing, but we're having an absolute blast doing it. It's a good time. I like it. And yes, I cool. will get around to the Monkey Island stuff because it's there's like a little tent set up on the beach, kind of it's all alluring, but I don't know what I'm doing yet, so I'll build up some confidence before I go guy brush three pudding. Nice. Cool. Uh, Nathan, you had something? or no? yep. Yeah, while I've been sort of fading in now to delirium, I thought I'd give the Callisto Protocol a crack because it's on PlayStation Plus. Game Perfect game for that. <laughs> Look at the, terrible the different Why reactions. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, I'm under, I can't. Like, we have this conversation where I'll stick through a game that's a, a bit mid and I'll push through to the credits. I'm five hours into this. There's no way I'm sticking through to the credits. This is a barely there imitation of Dead Space. Everything feels like it's just the barest acceptable form of imitation. It's just yes. not very interesting. And it sounds like shit. That's the one thing that's thrown me. You don't get that big juicy squish when you step on things. I'm missing that, man. Mm. It is a truly, truly dog shit game. It's a nothing like game. It. I it's, like it. It's... I don't know what the yeah, appeal was, yeah, Zach. I'm yeah, forcing myself no, just... through it for nothing. I don't know. I just didn't, it was you, know, just you have what... the nerve to call me the contrarian of what played. <laughs> like, that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're, you, you've got more high-profile... Uh, Kills. <laughs> I, t- I take much bigger swings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was like it was just what I wanted. I just wanted a linear action game, and that's what I got. Anna was satisfied. I was satisfied. You know what they say: a happy wife, happy life. So. <sighs> yeah. No. So it's that's a stand. For anyone listening, don't play the Callisto Protocol, even for free. No, forget it. Yeah, the the well, price was right to give it a try, but I can't do it to myself any longer. There's, uh, mate, the last, there's anyone, anyone, you, did, did you finish it, Zach? Did you finish it? Fuck, I oh, loved did, it. Mate. Yeah, the 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 ending boss truly one of the worst ending bosses of any game I've ever played. No, just worst bosses. Full stop. Like it's just unbelievably bad. It was like, mm. God. Anyway, well, there's another space Memories. game I'm very keen to talk about next week, so we'll. Uh... Be, uh, hey. be excited hey. for that. Hey. Fucking hell. Whoa. Squadron 42. <laughs> did you guys watch that? It looks pretty impressive. I did. I, I, still, did. I still don't believe any of it's real, but anyway, we'll see. <laughs> We're just polishing now, guys. Give us another six years. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. All right, James, you jumped in and you reviewed the... Uh, what did you review? What's it called again? Metal Gear Solid... Master, Master Collection, Collection. Volume 1 Volume yeah. 1 Volume 1 Yeah, I mean, look, there's not a huge amount to say about this Like, I, I thought there was originally going to be But then once I drilled down into it Like, this is largely the uh, Blue Point HD uh, Collection uh, Sort of remasters that already existed out there um, That is for Snake Eater and Metal Gear Solid 2 uh, This time they've also bundled in the first Metal Gear Solid Along with the... Um, NES games, the MSX games, a whole bunch of historical documents. There's something called the Master Book in there that gives you a fairly comprehensive look at the history of Metal Gear and the ideas and the mechanics behind it. Um, all of this is wrapped up in a really gorgeous and sleek UI, uh, individual executables for each game, individual trophy lists if that's something you're interested in. It's a really good and fairly definitive way of playing Metal Gear Solid 
currently. Like, if, if you just want a really easy way to get into these games, like, this is going to be the way in. Uh, my only major kind of, like, eyebrow raise is that the Kojima of it all has been a little... Scrubbed is the wrong word, but, like, it's kind of, like, very precise in when it does credit him um, and kind of excludes him from a bunch of the other stuff. And I think that if you're going to do something called the Master Collection of Metal Gear Solid, to not involve the the lens of sort of the the <clears throat> dude that birthed this entire franchise, uh, I think is just ideologically a bit strange. Uh, it doesn't actually impact the quality of the the ports themselves. These are, you know, relatively bug-free, cleaned up, uh, 60 frames per second on um, PlayStation 5 and Xbox and PC, obviously. Switch, I think, is a little bit less than that. Um, like it, it's, it's a great way to play these games. I just, uh, I kind of questioned the validity of something that is, you know, presented as a master collection that isn't a holistic look at Metal Gear Solid, because I think that I said this in the review, but it's such a unique franchise, right? Especially playing them now, they are so strange and so deeply political and laborious and, and they've got sexuality that there's, there's a lot going on inside of Metal Gear Solid. And a lot of that does come from Kojima's point of view. Uh, and I think that doing a collection like this that doesn't involve that is a little just odd. Um, but it's fucked. It's it, fucked. Well, yeah, I mean, like, that that's it. Like, I, I appreciate that Konami have sort of, like, rediscovered the importance of video games, like, bully for them. And I do think the team behind this is genuine in the way that they've presented it. It does feel very reverent to the ideas of Metal Gear Solid. Um, but, yes, it is, it's fucked to, to not have even a nod to the fact that like this doesn't exist without this very particular creator and and you know, nothing is one man's responsibility right especially not a video game like these are products of massive teams over many 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 years um but you also you can't really deny that when you think of metal gear solid you think of kojima and so to, to hear metal gear solid master collection and then not be linked directly to kojima is a strange one um but good ports so you know it's it's balancing act so that's the that's what you're talking about right the, yes. I didn't realize the, this yeah. blue point until I just looked. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, look, they're, they're really good at what they do. And I think that sort of the only time they've really run into trouble recently is when they were told to not do something that they were really good at, right? Um, and like, I really appreciate the work that Blue Point have done on a lot of different games. Uh, and, you know, that their work is still very much good here like the the title cards are still exactly the same from the hd collection it's that one-to-one -one at times um they have updated some prompts internally and fixed a couple of bugs from that particular collection um but yeah like these are the blue point uh ports and they are good ports so you're gonna have a good time with it and they run well so how good's vr what? missions though uh i didn't even <laughs> didn't actually missions? dabble in any of those special oh. missions vr missions both yeah. uh yeah i'm not i'm not sure i, I kind of stuck to the main games um but I, I did know that they were there I, there's also like japanese audio tracks that you can download individually um so that there's a bit more of a quote-unquote authentic kind of like metal gear experience in there um which is nice now i don't recall but at the blue point so so these titles particularly two and three are these like the substance subsistence versions like the definitive versions or no i don't think so hmm I, I I I kind of fell down a bit of a Reddit rabbit hole because like my my appreciation for Metal Gear is uh not arm's length but it, it it's at a bit of a distance like I, I wasn't sort of into these games when they were first coming up and so I learned a lot about them through like YouTube retrospectives and let's plays and whatnot um so I, I tried to sort of better understand I think what what this particular game's audience wanted from this and broadly I think people are going to be pretty happy with with it as a as a collection um but uh yeah I, I know it is missing a couple of key sort of historical points nice 
What did you score? Mm. Uh, I went with an 8.5 because um, I think they are it, – it's good. Like it's the, – the value for money I find a little odd because uh, it is like volume one, right? And so volume two is I think sometime next year it's going to have uh, the, the next sort of portion of Metal Gear's history. Uh, but I think at, you know, 90-odd bucks, I don't know why this isn't a – complete history of, of Metal Gear Solid. Like these are very old games. And given that these are just blue points ports as well, that whole, how much work actually went into this behind the scenes, what has Konami been putting into it? Like the, the extra stuff that is there is really good. There's like a screenplay book for every game that they've done up in like a proper script form so you can read through everything. It's very like deep cut Metal Gear nerd shit. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I think if it had been just the master collection full stop, uh, it would have been a much better value proposition for players. Were any of these games ever on the PS Plus, uh, whatever it is, the premium thing at all? I thought Metal Gear might have been, maybe. I don't remember, to be honest. Maybe, yeah. like, I think you, some of, they had a whole bunch of PS1 stuff available to play through that higher tier. That And this was always playable on the PS1, as in, like, you could just run it through emulations through your PlayStation. Mm. So probably, yes, but I don't know that for, for, a, fact, for a fact. Maybe Peace Walker. I think there might have been yeah. some games floating mm. around. Right. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, right. Mm. Cool. 90 bucks, so fuck. Mm. Yeah, a, li- a little steep. A little steep. Um, especially without like a nice like book or something with it. Like the the master book, whatever it's called. I forget the name of it. But like the, the thing's like a nice little Bible. I, I would have packed that into the, the box as well if you can charge that much for it. But yeah. What, what, Still enjoyed it. What Zach was just flashing on the camera for us a few moments ago cost about 90 bucks on release. I'm talking about the what was mm. it, 20th anniversary or whatever. That had yes, which I also have floating around somewhere. As well. mm. Yeah. So uh, even from that value prospect, it's... Oh, Metal Gear Solid 4. I fucking hated that game. Really? <laughs> yeah. A lot of people did. Last Callisto Protocol it. doesn't like Metal Gear 4. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, are you a uh, Metal Gear 4 defender then? Uh, I'm, I'm, to be honest with you, I'm kind of agnostic about it, Metal Gear 4. So I enjoyed it. That's all I'll say. Yeah, it started to get now. a bit messy there and then it get a bit unfinished in 5. And I mean, obviously 3 was yeah. the high point and it's kind oh, of yeah. been mm-hmm. sort of slidey after that. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you like the spin-offs? Uh What's that? Uh, Metal Gear Rising? I like uh, Rising. No, Revengeance. Rising. Revengeance. Revengeone. I've actually not, never one, finished that before. Uh, no, was it? Game, no, Rising. Yeah, the, was it, it is. Isn't, it's it's the Metal Gear game, Rising yeah. Revengeance. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's it. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> it is. Uh, I've never actually finished that one. I've played a little bit of it, but I've never played through the whole tears, thing. Tears. So it was tier pretty if, Like, who's going to finish that game? All you're going to do is cut up the fucking watermelons. Like, as soon as you get started <laughs> with that, that's where you're at. Yeah. Kind of not wrong. All right, well, speaking of whatever, Ralph, you have... That's a, uh, a, a top-tier segue. Can I just congratulate you on that segue, by the thank way? Thank you. That's He's known so, for his segues. He that's, really is. Uh, that's brilliant. That's Gold it. standard, that's baby. That's it. Uh, I had the chance to check the name of the game you re- reviewed, but it's Super Mario Bros. <laughs> Wonder Review. Yes. You played that. I did. I did. It's, nice. uh, it's honestly amazing. Uh, like I just first of all, no one else has played it here, have they? Question mark? Not yet. Oh, mate, yet. you guys, oh, f- honestly, just do yourself a favor if you can scrounge together with the what is it, sixty bucks or whatever from JB Hi-Fi, sixty-two dollars, I think it usually is. They charge for new release Switch games. Uh, go and get it. It's just a joy. It is such a joy, and I say that as someone who is not a Mario fanboy, because you know how there's like there's your Nintendo fanboys, and they love everything Nintendo, and then in particular. There's your Mario fanboys who play every single 
Mario game and they like they worship the 2D Mario games and they've played every whatever. I am ultimately a 3D Mario man, right? I played my very first video game was Mario on the NES, Super Mario Brothers on the NES back in the day. And but after that, like they never really grabbed me as much as other titles did, you know? So the 2D titles, whatever. Obviously went all in on the 3D games, and I was like, these are incredible because they were the absolute pinnacle of what video games were for a long time. Um and so cool but at the same time never was never a 2d mario man i think i'm now a 2d mario man after playing mario wonder like it's that transformative i think it really does i think you know it's been over 20 years since nintendo's had a proper swing at the 2d format for mario and in that time mario has become a 3d character but i think this game is so good that it really brings the 2d perspective back to the center of the way we think about mario you know like we will think about this game alongside the way we think about whatever the next um 3d mario game might be you know because this game has just hit such a massive quality bar you're like cool 3d is great i want more of that but i also want more of whatever the 2d stuff is you got going because that's that stuff is awesome you know um and for a game to to nail it like that straight out of the gate after what 20 years hiatus essentially it's pretty special so um yeah i mean look it's hard to really describe it it's it's really did you guys play it takes two yes Mm -hmm. okay so do you know how it takes two is just like constantly spinning up ideas and then like five minutes later Mm. discarding them it's just this relentless carousel of creativity and madness and innovation and it feels almost wasteful at times because there's just so much churn with ideas and mechanics and whatever that you're like whoa whoa slow down you you just did this thing and i want to do more of that but then you're on to the next thing super mario wonder is like that but like five times faster (laughs) you know what i mean like every new level is this whole new conceit it's a complete remixing of whatever the, the the premise of the world that you're in is. It's got new enemies you've never seen before. Uh, it's just got, you know, new music. The way that music changes when you do certain things changes. They've got this thing called the Wonder Flower, which you find it in most levels. And it will just basically transform the level again into something completely random. Like, you know, it can all of a sudden become a musical and Piranha Plant, like you know, a background dancers while Mario is jumping to the beat to be able to advance the level. Another time you are turned into a Goomba and you need to like stealth in behind plants because like Metal Gear Solid style to avoid these other enemies that are haunting you. Another time it makes like the Wonder Flower will turn the other enemies in the level really massive and they will essentially kind of like jump up and destroy massive chunks of the level to clear a path for you like another time you're riding on the on a stampede like like imagine a stampede of bison or whatever and you are platforming on their backs towards your destination i could continue on like this for 30 minutes describing to you all of these circumstances because every one of them is different and every one of them is fucking cool you know and so it's very very special it really is um i was totally unprepared for just how special it is uh it's an all-timer as soon as within the first 30 minutes of playing it i'm like fuck you nintendo absolutely fuck you (laughs) look what you've done you've just (laughs) like crushed it in a way that no one could have expected you to you know um so yeah man I don't know. I'm just, I'm just talking. I'm just gushing. It's sort of hard. Does anyone have any questions rather than just I, me gushing? I have two questions. Go one, on, go on, go on. The, the big focus has been on Elephant Mario because, I mm. mean, 
have a look at the thick lad as if you wouldn't love him. Are uh, the other power ups that they introduce as engaging as that, or is absolutely, they- oh. absolutely. But, but like they're not as cute. Like they don't present as yeah. well on a on <laughs> yeah. a, on a, uh, on like a bo- on the box or whatever. But there's one which is like Mario shoots out bubbles. Okay, now you could use those to trap enemies, and that works. But you can also use them as a platforming mechanic because you can bounce on them. And if you are good enough, mm. you can bounce on them infinitely. And you can basically go higher and higher and higher. And there are some levels that require you to do that to access these secret areas. And even if they don't, like there are some levels where you could just... The other thing I would say is that from a design perspective, it's crazy. Because you might think, oh, the bubble power-up is only available in you know certain levels. But it's not like that. If you get the bubble power-up in one level, you can take it into any other level. And that means that the level design needs to be able to withstand Mario being able to bounce endlessly across the entire level. And so the designers need to basically stop you from doing that if the level is going to maintain its integrity. And they do stop you from doing that. Every level is designed with every possible power-up in mind all the time. Uh... And it's always super fun. The speed running that will come out of this game is wild as well. Like truly wild. Um, because it's also quite tricky. There are some levels that are really hard. And it, um, it really pushes you. It's not like super difficult. It's still an accessible level of challenge. But it's definitely going to push you if you are not used to platformers and you know the more demanding style of platformer. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah. Anyway, that's question one. Now, question two. Question oh, two. Nah, yes. I'll sit oh. down. Sit oh. down, mate. <laughs> it was a two-parter. Um, I, I did give it a very brief raz at PAX mm. a couple weeks ago. Mm. And they gave us the ability to choose from like two or three of the badges that kind yes. of alter gameplay a little bit. Yes. How how important are they? Like, is it just like a fun little thing that tacks on or do you end up needing them down the track? You would need them if you were going to try and do some speedrunning stuff. Or if there is a way, like, for example, let's say, for example, there's a level, uh, there's a part of a level where you want to reach a block and there's an enemy planted strategically to let you bounce off that enemy to reach that block. Now, let's say Mm. you mess up that jump. If you haven't got the right badge equipped, there's nothing you can do about it. You just got to go on, have to restart the level you want. But if you have the right badge equipped, say, for example, the one that lets you crouch and then jump really high, then you can still reach that block because you happen to have the right badge with you. So it can, um, I'm going to say, remix your approach a little bit, but it's nowhere near as impactful as those other major power-ups like the elephant and the fireball and the bubble and the drill cap in particular. The drill cap lets you like drill into the ceiling and basically like just sort of skirt along the top of the ceiling the entire time or go underneath the enemies the entire time when you've got this drill cap active so that again just changes things up completely um but again there's like a there's a badge for being underwater you know and uh, it'll help you on the underwater levels obviously there's Mm. a parachute badge and if there's a a level that has lots of precise jumping then the parachute badge is going to help you because you can kind of take things a bit slower so again not transform but help i think is probably the best way to say it but they're always clever and meaningful and useful and they all earn their place for sure there's nothing superfluous i like it go Mm. on nathan i'm Mm. sorry your turn your turn well i mean i don't know how to follow up that because (laughs) i was only gonna say if you uh given this a go with an online connection like how's that Mm. experience go 
that's another thing i mean like just from a, a sheer like evolution of the format perspective right you can play this online or you can play it totally offline it's just you and that's it you can go online and it will start dynamically matchmaking you with other people and they are ghosts in your levels so there's no collision they don't get in your way but they will be jumping around and trying to progress just as you are if you die you have five seconds to as a ghost to try and chase after them and if you can touch them you'll be resurrected okay so it kind of just like creates this little urgent moment where there's still a chance for you to survive even when you fuck up you can also drop these little standee things by pressing like down and b and it leaves a little like wooden like a like a you know like a uh, what do you call it like a cardboard cut out of standee yeah yeah like standee it's called a standee right sure yes so it's called a standee. It's a standee. Yes. So anyway, you leave it there, and again, if you, if someone else dies uh, in a spot, then you can they can fly to your standee, and if they touch it, then they get resurrected. So it's nice, but the most useful thing I think is when you're trying to hunt for secrets, and you see ghosts kind of dynamically flying around, and you see them jump on a block that you can't see yet. You're like, ah, that's where the block is, and that helps you uncover secrets through this kind of community collaboration without you actively collaborating it just happens organically so it's a really that is it's really it's quite it's quite impactful without being transformative it makes its presence felt without being disruptive it's a really lovely addition to this formula you know and it makes it feel like it's just fun to do this with lots of people running around doing the same thing Uh, it's 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 really a great addition and i think it's just the perfect example of how they've evolved this 2d formula into something very new what i'm hearing is that you can leave things for other people to use you can see the ghosts of other people don't 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 i'm just saying don't 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 just don't okay just don't i've made my point thank you you have made your point you have made it I've got a question. Uh, so I assume this runs pretty well on the Switch, given that it's, you know, we've had the hardware. Absolutely queries. flawlessly. Absolutely flawlessly. It is, um, I, I think the Breath, Tears of the Kingdom was constrained by um, the hardware, obviously. You know, mm. you, you know that Tears of the Kingdom will be a launch title for the Switch 2 and it will be like 60 FPS. And you'll be like, yeah, thank you. Finally. All right, we'll buy it again. Fine. Um, whereas this though is tailor-made for this piece of hardware it runs absolutely flawlessly it looks beautiful while doing it it is just it is the perfect fusion of nintendo's vision a genre that they know how to master and the technology that is capable of delivering it perfectly at this moment in time it's spot on very solid i have i have one final question hit me so like you said 20 years since mario's had like a proper 2d outing yeah mario was the king of 2d platformers but then Mm indies have kind of stepped in to elevate the genre and we've got things like celeste ori and the will of the wisps those sort of exceptional like super meat boy games that have pushed the the genre forward does wonder hang with those platformers like is it to that caliber because i know that zach would say that you know only kids will play this game because it's on nintendo but there are plenty of people in you know older age brackets that will enjoy it as well is it gonna scratch the same platforming itch as some of the the games that have stepped in in mario's absence 
Well, first of all, I would remind you that Zach likes Callisto Protocol, so <laughs> we all know how to park his criticism of Nintendo games. And secondly, um, I think that this absolutely stands out as one of the greatest 2D platformers ever made, for Oof. sure. That's and huge. I think, and I think, and but I think what's happened, I think, since the old days of 2D platformers, is in, particularly in this indie genre, uh, indie period, is there's been like a splintering of what they are now. So you look, you look at Celeste and Super Meat Boy, and you're talking about very precise precision mm. platformers that are very much like, can you do this? The answer is probably no. Just give up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. you've got those. Then I think you've got stuff like like donkey kong tropical freeze which is kind of a midpoint between i think then you've got your more classic kitty platformers that are very much about presentation and accessibility mm. and you know what i mean like there's that i think you got something like donkey kong tropical freeze which is kind of a midpoint it is really hard at times but not super hard and it looks incredible all of the time the presentation factor is dialed up to 11 there right i think that mario wonder definitely is closer to that Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze kind of thing. It's definitely easier than that. It's not trying to be one of those precision platformers at all, despite a few levels going in that direction. That's not its vibe. But what this really is, is it uses the 2D perspective as a... How would I say it? As just a a canvas that allows you... Okay, let's put it this way. I think that the 3D games were really good at spitting up a lot of different worlds and being like, this world is totally different with this world, with different rules and different mechanics and different conceits and different visual styles and whatever, right? That's what the 3D games did better than the 2D games ever were able to do. Because the 2D games still felt quite similar, even though they had different enemies and a different color palette and different locations or whatever, sure. I think that this feels like it has that dynamic quality that the 3D games have, but it's dialed up to like 11 and it's so much more rapid with how it churns through ideas. There's nothing else like Super Mario Wonder. There's no other 2D platformer that you have played that is as diverse as this and cycles through as many ideas as this as quickly as it does. It is its own thing, you know what I mean? And it's not trying to be a kiddie platformer. It's not trying to be a precision platformer. It's trying to be... Again, I don't know the words yet. I need to think about it some more. But it's really just about that rapid experimentation and using the 2D format as a chance just to mess around and surprise you and just go go wild. You know, that's what this is. It's like I said, there's nothing else like it. It's it's totally its own thing. And I think that's what makes it so, so, so special. Very nice. Sold. And you yeah, sounds big, wonderful. Sorry, you slapped a big 9.5 on there. What, uh, what held it back from... The double yeah, so so it's a little bit short. I think that's definitely a thing that um, people will encounter for themselves and be like, oh, okay. So it's it's a, it's constrained, but it's it's incredibly dense, right? So it leaves you wanting more at the end. But it would have been nice if there was that little bit more. Um, I think for me personally, the online stuff is definitely held back by Nintendo's online infrastructure at this point. Whereas the in, the dynamic matchmaking is fine, but when you want to actually play with friends, it's so shit. <laughs> like, you need to add in that stupid friends code that's like 48 characters long, and then you can't do voice chat 
unless you download some app on your phone and no one is going to download an app on their phone. So this is impossible. You can't message people in the game. So when we were playing, we were like messaging on Facebook or something like SMS messages to be able to talk about where we want to go next. In game, even the UI is not fit for purpose because it doesn't tell you where your friends are if you haven't discovered the world that they're currently in. So you're just kind of right. walking around blind. Like that aspect of it is not fully baked because Nintendo's like friends system is not fully baked and their ability, your ability to play with friends is not fully baked. So that part kind of knocks it over. And if Nintendo had invested in the friend to friend cooperation and collaboration, as much as they've invested in every other part of this game, I'm certain they would have done remarkable things. And I'm certain that this would have been a solid 10 out of 10, but that does sit as a bit of a gap. And I really hope that like when the switch two rolls around that they fix this shit up. Cause it's like, it's getting, it's been a joke for a long time. And this yeah. is a perfect example of why it is such a joke. Very nice. Yeah. Very good. Well, so you can I check out it. the review on the website. Your video is live? No, I no. have been too busy to do the video. So I am I may circle back to it at some point. I'm doing a little shout out to... I'm doing a shout out to the well-played review in my This Week in Video Games thing. So there'll be a link to that there. So well-play will get a bit of bit of coverage. We, uh, we love um, that. And I don't know. Like, I think I, I would like to make a video for it. But I'm, you know, I'm working on Alan Wake right now. And then, you know... Got to do other things. And I still haven't played Starfield. Oh, fucking Starfield. Have you guys talked about Starfield? You probably have. Did you guys like Starfield? Oh, yeah. Question. You like Jax. Starfield? Uh, <laughs> Does anyone here uh, like Starfield? Question mark. No, I'm trying to find okay. someone who likes Starfield. I, I can't find anyone who likes that video game. Not think... one fucking person. Look, you, you open the top of the show with like a great year for games, right? Um, and I, I think that in... in... <sighs> We've seen so much innovation and so many cool ideas and cool presentation and just every other major sort of like big release that's kind of hit this year has had something that makes you go like, oh, fuck yeah, that. Um, Starfield, the further I get from it, the more I'm yeah. a bit like, eh, it it's just, it, it's, it, there's, there's no juice. There's no sex. Yeah, there's no, it's, it's just missing. together. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's, it's With a not very load screens. And, oh God. That and fucking load screens, man. I thought we yes. were in the generation that we were supposed to kiss load screens goodbye, but no, Starfield reminds you they're very, very present. Yes. Yeah. It's been um, really fascinating to watch the discourse on that evolve since launch because, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't play it at launch and uh, review period or whatever. And then seeing all these scores, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I guess Todd's done it. Fair enough. Um, but then I, I was like, I spoke, just spoke to some people and they're like, no, nah, man, it's not it. And I was like, all right, fair enough. Since then, it just has tumbled in people's... Like, if it was a stock, it is just the stock has tumbled from its <laughs> all-time high of 90 and it's like at a 65 on Steam or something now. Um, and yeah, it's just been so interesting to watch that. It's It's so rare to see a game so quickly fall out of people's popular remembering if you know what i mean yeah. like mm. sometimes it, that can take a bit longer like the outer worlds i think is a good example the one from obsidian where i think mm. at launch everyone was like oh this rules and then now i think if you see that game spoken about online most people are like oh that game sucks it was really whatever else and i'm like personally i really like that game but i think right now again you look at how that game is remembered it's not a fond remembering but that took time for it to happen Mm. Whereas Starfield, mm. it feels like it's been weeks from everyone being like, this is incredible to being like, hang on, this really sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, yeah. So very interesting to track that one for sure. 
Anyway, I'll play Starfield this month. I think that's the plan. Very nice. Have you played Armored Core yet? No, well, in the preview. Mm. And that's another Go one of my pilot Prioritize chain. that over Starfield. <sighs> I know, <laughs> I know. But the problem is, like, everyone in my comment section is, like, uh, on me about Starfield all the time. <laughs> Every time I post up anything, like, nice day today outside, lads. Have a good one. <laughs> 50 people will be like, Starfield review when? I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> so I, I think people are just looking forward to your take on starfield right yeah. like uh, like there are certain games that i know that i specifically am like i want to know what the fuck ralph thinks about this um and, you know, but i starfield also don't want to i don't want to go in on it like i think it's so i think it would be really boring to make a video just being like guys don't you think starfield sucks <laughs> that would yeah. be shit you know you, so my algorithm gives me like 20 of those a day at correct this point. Like that would be yeah. so boring so mm-hmm. i i don't want to make that video i'll play it i'll try and find something interesting to say about it but i don't just want to lead with guys i've really thought about this and i think starfield is not very good (laughs) like that would be so terrible so we'll see how that goes though yeah right well speaking of that's been starfield that's been starfield (laughs) adam give us a quick little thing about your vr game so ralph there you were sitting saying how good metaquest 3 was and you were saying psvr 2 great tech but it needs a killer app doesn't have one here tennis on court's a bit rubbish (laughs) um so it's it's got a good foundation it's a one one one-to-one tennis simulator you're on a court it's to size you're holding a tennis racket you hit a ball it's about as clear cut as you can get um the ball physics are all really impressive it moves and interacts how you would expect it to the controls are intuitive mainly because you're just you are the controller you swing you hit the ball ball goes across net fantastic so everything foundationally is solid enough visuals are there they exist but aside from that all pretty good so far it just starts to fall apart when you actually want to interact with the game past just hey isn't it really cool i can play tennis in vr so as far as like playing ai matches so just playing by yourself you can play like a one-off match against ai or you can play a tournament which is just a bunch of one-off matches stitched together. They end. That's it. Um, You can play in five different difficulty modes that make absolutely no difference. Like the the AI will occasionally just, you'll hit directly to them. Like you're just playing a friendly match and they'll just stunned mullet, look at you and the ball (laughs) will just go past them. Fantastic 15 love. Um. But hey, maybe your your speed is more to take things online. You can go through the really dull and basic training mode and learn how to do all the things, get really good and go online. Fucking good luck playing a game online. So the net code and everything is absolutely busted. Technical issues galore. Uh, horrific lag. Motion detection is all over the place. Um, it's got that awful thing in VR. Like when you see other people moving in VR, you're like, that's a fucking monster. That's not a human. <laughs> and it's really, really evident when you put a tennis racket in their hand that it, yeah, it just, it looks awkward and it's just a bit rough. Um, I managed to play two games, both of which I didn't finish because it just, it was impossible to do so. I played a singles match and a doubles match. Fucking rage. And I was like that. Uh, yeah mate i was like i'm getting absolute two sets nothing now um but i was like oh that's okay maybe i'll just play doubles by myself with an ai partner uh you can't that's just not an option you can only play doubles online there is no option to do it by yourself 
it won't fill in with a, an AI companion that's moving like a, a puppet person. It just, yeah, there's just a severe lack of content and what is there particularly online is pretty busted. I gave it a big 4.5. So Ralph, don't, uh, don't unwrap your VR two for this one, mate. Is, is this, uh, is this from the same people who made that AFL game? would you believe it they made it at the same time as the afl game <laughs> wild no well, they, they made the cricket game and that's i think that that's been getting not some uh good reviews as well so yeah they are yeah who could have seen that coming they've had a bit of a stinker of year but hey god. my my um my excerpt for this was quippy i said you can agassi what they were going for oh. get it like agassi like the like Andre yes. Agassi, Zach, yes, do you get me. it? Zach, Zach, do you get it? Andre Agassi, like I know ten- okay. Andre. As Zach <laughs> Jackson reflects upon his legacy, he's taunted by this dreadful part. Did you purposely leave that out of the uh, doc you sent me to edit? <laughs> yep. Yes, I did. <laughs> Very nice. Well, let's keep going on the VR train for a little bit longer. We got another quick stop off. Nathan, you went and did some real life VR. Goodness, what's this one about? Let's go. All right. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, a couple of weeks back, I got the invitation to leave my house and enter another interior space to conduct myself in some free roam VR. So, uh, hit up Zero Latency VR for their latest release. Uh, Amusingly enough, I went into this not knowing anything about Zero Latency VR. I didn't realize that it's this kind of like global thing that sort of popped up as a kind of escape room competitor where they've got all these games that are built around uh, what is now untethered VR with a sort of like gun rifle prop in hand with a HTC Vive popped on your head. They sort of put you in an arena, one to eight players, and it kind of just works. And that's brilliant. One of the nice things about this, I think, is all the games that they offer are locally developed. They're made in Melbourne. They've got a full production team that do everything involved all the coding programming brilliant and then they send this off around the world so what we've played is outbreak it's their latest experience in time for halloween it is a one to eight player cooperative zombie shooter Uh, it's very atmospheric they split you into two groups at the start and what you'll find is that you'll go and you sort of just get immersed in the atmosphere you'll find yourself wandering around these sort of dimly lit interior spaces and occasionally you'll come across the other team you'll see them like over a little chasm way or something like that and they're just sort of shuffling along there's a lot of shuffling involved because you're <laughs> not entirely sure if you're going to run into one of your mates like you when you're in this kind of space it's a little bit uncanny and you're not quite sure where the limitations are so there's a lot of shuffling a lot of Uh, sort of anticipation there uh what then eventually happens is the zombies pop out and then the gunplay really starts to take uh take its center space so there's a shotgun there's an assault rifle you can switch between them with a button on the side of the gun and you can also you know cock the shotgun as you would expect and this works just fine one of the surprising things here is this looks really good like they've really uh the 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 programming team the team that have done the production on this they've done a really good job of emphasizing like lighting and sound and the things that make these kind of experiences quite suspenseful and dynamic nails all of those and it's got a lot of like cheesy voiceovers and that to give you like a sense of place a sense of plot it's very very schlocky zombie 
film at times. And it kind of ends with this like really weird Romero-esque thing where you've got to survive all these onslaughts of zombies in this sort of crashed helicopter zone whilst at the same time being attacked by this shady paramilitary group that are also trying to shoot you with helicopters. It just starts to escalate and escalate, which is fantastic because it starts as a very slow burn, very atmospheric, kind of jumping at sounds. And then eventually you find yourself in a sewer and there's zombies crawling around your ankles. So it is, it's quite suspenseful. And I think what, what makes this work is the fact that it does successfully, uh, fully immerse you. There's no, you're not, you're not hitting up against those things that remind you of the outside world. So the fact that you're in this uninterrupted space and as you push into other players, um, it, it sort of handles it quite subtly and, you know, reminds you to get out of other people's way. I, I was surprised by it. I kind of had low expectations. I thought it went really good. I definitely see the appeal of these experiences as a counterpoint or an alternative to uh, escape rooms. I think that that's where they're really going to hit their mark. So, um, yeah, Outbreak is out now. Uh, I think I think it's a cool little thing to get around with uh, for Halloween. As I say, one to eight players, um, but the groups that split you up into are groups of four anyway, and they sort of come together at the end. So if you were playing with one to, uh, yeah, with three other people, you'd have a pretty good time, I'd say. At the risk of sounding like an old fart, because I don't know if hmm. there is like a definitive end, did you win? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I was not entirely sure about what a death state would look in this game because you can be attacked. Um, we did find that we were, you know, we we're gamers, man. So we kind of nailed this shit when it comes to <laughs> popping zombie heads. Uh, but there was a few times there I was in a little bit of a panic, uh, particularly where it does this great thing where they, one of the first things you do is you're going to enter your height. So maybe 185 centimeters. And then what it does is, and this is not yeah, too exactly, much of a surprise. You, right? I know, boys. Yeah, he's a tall one. Uh, it, it does this little thing where as you, it'll have you walking up and down sort of ledges and uh, slopes. And as it's doing so, uh, it's moving the kind of camera that's centered on the VR headset up and down. It gives you this kind of sense of vertigo. Cool. It's very gentle. So it's not uncomfortable but all of a sudden when you're starting to experience this lurch and then you find yourself on the side of a building and you're like i could just step up and i could see what the camera could do um it very quickly almost nearly had me on my knees just just with the way that the camera work kind of plays with you it's smart it works it's not uncomfortable but it is very much teasing your sense of perception in a really suspenseful way cool i think that's what that's what free roam vr should be doing more of do you know how much it is for a session, by any chance? Oh, I don't, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna hazard and say it was thirty to forty per person. Okay. Don't. Quote I did me it back in the day. I think it's in that ballpark. Yeah. Right, yeah. Cool. Yep, yep, yep. Very nice. So Very I just nice. thought this was really cool. It's something that is like a full locally developed joint, and that they've been able to export this on mass. I think that's a really neat little story. Yeah, well, I played it with uh, Kieran for his uh, bucks, and it was yeah, it was pretty fun. We played the Far Cry one, which was interesting. Neat. Yeah, see, I wasn't aware that these were the fo- like I remember years back there was a Far Cry VR experience, and I didn't put two and two together. How'd you find mm. it? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it was pretty good fun. Mm. Um, yeah, it's like forty bucks. Mm. Yeah, oh. which cool. is on on par with a lot of escape rooms and stuff. So I think that fits the bill. Nice. Oh, nice. All right. Well, you can, yeah, you can check out Nathan's write up on the website. Speaking of the website, a couple of quick shout-outs before Ralph dives into Alan Wake, but Rhiannon has reviewed Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged, and she's given that an 8 out of 10 and says, Hot Wheels 2, sorry, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 
Turbocharged is another thrilling addition to the Hot Wheels video game franchise and is sure to appeal to any aged rev head. Uh, Did I say you can double jump in this one? You can. You can, mate. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. You can yeah, I've always said well. cars need double jumping. That's right. Well, <laughs> speaking of double jumping or just jumping in general, uh, KS has reviewed Ghost Runner 2. Not bad. That's a good segue. It's that one is unironically it? good. Oh, it was better. It's better than the last one. That <laughs> <laughs> was like, anyway, speaking of no breathing. One, see, no one, rem- no one recalls the good ones. It's always you know the bad ones that get you... Yeah, that's right. I've already already forgotten that one just then. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yes, KS has reviewed Ghost Runner 2. He gives this a 9 and says that Ghost Runner 2 is ninja leaps and bounds ahead of its predecessor. And though the challenge can be daunting, the experience, sorry, the expanded tool set at your disposal makes it more than surmountable. With every innumerable death, an invitation to better emulate the cool cyborg ninja you truly are. Anyone keen on checking this out? Did anyone play the first one? I still yeah, played the first. I, played I think I'd cool. enjoy it. I it's did. very cool. I think you would enjoy it, Nathan. Yeah, uh, I played mm. it, but it got too hard. So it is tough. And I didn't have Shocker. the patience and time to persist. I want to jump on the ninja bike, so I have to play the sequel. The bike does it looks sound good. Fucking yeah. rad. Well, go on. Mark has also reviewed uh, Gargoyles Remastered. <laughs> <laughs> and he gives this a five and says Gargoyles Remastered feels very much stuck in its roots a curse that sadly can't be broken by a new layer of animation never mind the moonlight I like that little uh, summary quite cool. good that's very uh, good five out of ten from Mark there you can check out those reviews on the website I think that's all to look at oh no I've also got the Google Pixel 8 Pro and Pixel 8 review you can go and read those if you are interested in checking out phones did you review those at the same time were you like dual wielding phones walking down the street mate? <laughs> double fisting phones <laughs> i used one a lot more than the other i just checked out a lot of features on the on the second one um yeah but yeah both, both good phones if you can afford them basically mm, or if you that's can the problem a yeah i mean like yeah like the 8 pro is pretty cool so and it's got some cool uh, AI stuff in it and it's also got some really wanky stuff inside it too so there's like a I don't know if, I don't know if I told you when I we were at PAX but there's like a thermometer app that they've got so you basically scan the your butt. object with your uh, <laughs> phone or the phone sensor and the phone can pick up how hot or you know or what temperature it is uh, it just feels a bit kind of like why and then they're Google is <laughs> seeking uh, FDA approval to actually use it to measure uh, human uh, temperature um nah. yeah absolutely right i tried it <laughs> on a hot pavement uh and a dog and a window pane and i kind of got similar this was just out while you were walking some lady was walking past with a dog and you were just thrusting your phone I actually out. i actually forgot about it and when i went and visited my brother he's like oh how's the how's the temperature thing and i'm like oh yeah fuck completely forgot that it was even a thing uh so we tried it and yeah like but you in the app you could actually choose the actual it gives you different options to pick the object that you're going to be measuring. But um, yeah. How long until some dipshit puts it on a hot plate and is like, wonder how hot my oven gets. <laughs> mm. uh, yeah. Apart from that, there's, there's some cool AI shit with the facial swap and good stuff. Good phone. All right. Moving on from phones. Uh, 
Ralph, you've been playing Alan yeah. Wake. We've only yeah. just got code, so we can't share any details yet on our playthrough, but you've had it for a bit longer. Mm. PC Master Race over here. That's <laughs> me. PC Master Race. PC How is Mustard it? Rice. So, just to be clear, this is going out uh, Friday after the embargo, right? Because the embargo is like midnight on Friday. Yeah, correct. Yeah. All right, okay, yeah. okay, fair enough. So, I can talk without getting blacklisted by Epic <laughs> Games. By Epic Games. Um, look, I don't think anyone's ready for how good this is. I'm being really serious about that. I played the preview, and usually with previews, they kind of show you the part that they think is really going to pop off and like you know maybe the preview is kind of like the best part of a game sometimes because they're like oh this is the slice that's really going to sell people i mean the preview that i played now is by far and away one of the least impressive aspects that i've played and i'm halfway through the game um it's unbelievable it's so good like it's so weird it's so cleverly written there are so many layers to its story both in terms of it's pulling from like Finnish culture, Scandinavian Viking culture. It's pulling from like true detective American crime fiction. Like it's pulling from film noir. It's got this meta narrative thing layered over the top of it. It's got this distinctive remedy voice. It looks incredible. I mean, because obviously it's Unreal Engine 5. This PC system specs are nuts, uh, but they work and the game looks really fantastic. One of the most atmospheric games I've played in a long time. The survival horror aspects are so precisely tuned. There's not a lot of combat, but it doesn't need a lot of combat. When it arrives, it feels meaningful. You never feel like you're just being spammed with enemies like in the first game. It's just, they're very sparing. Um, and the economy of animo, ammo and weapons is so is so well-tuned. Um, the new enemy types that get introduced really meaningfully change up combat and surprise you and keep you on your toes. Uh, the way there's so much more that I can't talk about in terms of spoilers as well. Like just stuff that I'm just like, wait till you see this bit that the, like just how powerful a lot of the imagery is like the way it's splicing in the real time footage with the, with like, you know, the video game visuals and how it's overlaying those at times to create these really powerful effects. The way that you can rewrite entire scenes as Alan Wake, you, you, the way this works, by the way, if anyone doesn't know is that Alan Wake has a plot board in his head and so you're walking around these levels and he'll decide oh i'm at a point now where i think something important has to happen at this location so you'll press a button and you'll go into the writer's room and there's a plot board on the on a blackboard and you will literally put take a plot point like a ritual murder and you will drop it onto a new location and that will immediately transform the location around you into something new and a new chapter of the story is now able to be told in that place because you've transformed in that way. So you are writing the story just the way that Alan Wake writes the story and that is the key to being able to progress. And there are these other mechanics laid on top of it in terms of... I can't spoil some of that stuff so I won't. But this is a really, really fantastic video game. And I say that I'm not a Remedy... I know I said the same thing about Mario. But again, I'm actually not a Remedy fanboy. I like Remedy games, but I'm... You know how there are those people that just love everything they put out and they live and die by Remedy? I've always liked their stuff, but I'm not that category. Uh, but I'm someone that is so all in on this and really believes that... Yeah, this is gonna... This is an instant classic... This is the best thing that Remedy has put out. 
we're going to be talking about this game for years i cannot wait to see like the youtube videos dissecting this shit and providing interesting perspectives on it um it's just as i said it's a it's rare that you play something and you or ex- watch something experience something and you immediately know that it's a classic you know i, I and i and i and i think to this point remedy have made cult classics where it's kind of like not everyone knows it if you're in the know you know and whatever else but these aren't cult classics this isn't a cult classic this is just a stone cold classic this is one that everyone is going to play and everyone's going to like experience and respect and know it immediately as they play it and they're going to love it so that whole status of remedy being you know to the side that's that's finished now with this game it's they're totally center stage after this 100 percent um so long as the back end of the game doesn't fall out because i'll say that i'm only halfway through it by the way the rest if the second half of the game sucks well what do you do right but um the first half of the game has me completely hooked completely hooked and um one of my favorite games of the year so far you know such an interesting comparison to like resident evil 4 you know because um i think resident evil 4 is kind of the pinnacle of the survival horror genre like resident evil 4 remake in different ways don't get me wrong it's different to silent hill you've got your resident evil 4 which is action and you've got your resident evil 2 which is that more classic survival horror and survival and silent hill which is that psychological thing there's different subsets sure but i think just in terms of raw polish and spectacle and everything that goes on resident evil 4 is like there's every part of it it's like perfectly executing what it's aiming at i think this is in that same category it's per alan wake is perfectly executing everything that it's aiming at but it's aiming at very different things than reason evil 4 remake you know this is this is playable true detective meets twin peaks it's not survival horror meets metal gear like resident evil 4 is you know what i'm saying so yeah man it's um yeah what a year like what a month this is just in october <laughs> calm down october jesus christ uh, it really is. Yeah, you guys are really going to love it. I have two waiting for me on my console and I'm sitting here talking to you, Chuck. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So you bring up Resident Evil 4, the, that extended trailer that they released for it a while back for Alan Wake 2, um, the combat to me looked very similar to Resident Evil 4's. Sure. Uh, is it as satisfying? No, or no, no, it's not as good. No. Okay. I mean, Resident Evil 4, I think that was one of the things that really tipped it over, as in like, got it over the top into just how fantastic it was because the way Leon moves, the the sandbox was surprisingly deep with, you know, the way you're able to shoot explodable things. You're able to shoot knives out of the air as they're coming towards <laughs> you. The parry mm. mechanic, like the roundhouse and how that works and how you create space with your enemy, how important it is to move between enemies because there's a lot of enemies that come at you. Combat is a central focus point of Resident Evil 4. And as such, the sandbox is much more developed to support that focus. This sandbox is much more simple. You have a gun or a crossbow or a shotgun. You have a flashlight, you shoot it. The enemies kind of dart around. They'll do some other things, don't get me wrong, but that's about it. And there's only ever a handful of them. That's a lie. The I've only ever fought two enemies at one time. Never more than that so far halfway through the game. And that's always felt right. Again, the, the game is not interested in throwing lots of enemies at you. So, uh, this game does not... This game nails what it's doing with its combat model. You don't look at it and think, oh, I really wish you could also do this or that. Because you're like, no, combat's actually not the point. Combat mm-hmm. is just a punctuation point in between all of the other suspense and storytelling and weirdness and puzzle solving that's going on around you. Yeah, combat is definitely not the point. Okay. Um, and is it is it scary? 
Oh, it's really scary. Yeah. Excellent. Well, I mean, okay, let's not let's be clear. It's yeah. not like super scary, <laughs> but I'm definitely finding big chunks of it quite scary. Like as in I didn't find Resident Evil 4 particularly scary mm-hmm. most of the time because again, it's kind of schlocky action. Yeah. But this one really starts doing some it's suspense, right? A lot of it is suspense and it knows how to build that up correctly. It does. It is quite reliant on jump scares at times though, which I think is a bit disappointing. Like it'll often do a thing where it just kind of flashes an image on screen to make something happen. And you're like, nah, that's annoying. That's because it happens a lot. If there's one complaint that I would have about this game, it's like, just get rid of that stuff. You don't need it. But overall suspense, they're nailing it. And I'm, I'm definitely finding it a very scary game without it being paralyzing for sure. Sick. Mm. I have a couple yeah. of questions. How important is it that you have played one? And I'm like, one. No, not not important at all. It definitely helps. Definitely helps. Um, but it's not not re- not a requirement. You can absolutely just slip in there and yeah, no, it's it's all good. And in fact, you can just go and play the prequel experience in Fortnite right now to get yourself ready. Yeah, just you log can. in there, baby, and uh, you get all caught up. No worries. Uh, but no, it's a very standalone story. It does build on the foundations of that previous story without getting caught up in the specifics of that story. Okay. Yeah, because it's been a long time since I've played one and I don't remember. Yeah, me too. Shit, yeah, so. yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Second thing, uh, did I read somewhere that it's, uh, or did they say this or whatever, that it's part of the Control universe or something like that? So, one of the things that makes this so cool is that it goes all in on the Remedy Connected universe. And... <laughs> Seeing this universe being built out in this way, I'm so excited for what this universe means in the next like 10 or 15 years if Remedy stick with this. They are building something so awesome and so special. Control, I didn't love Control. Like I, I liked no, it. Yeah. yeah, I liked it, but I didn't yeah. love it. And because I, I think there was some really awkward sticking points around storytelling. I think it left a lot on the table in terms of how weird it could have been versus how often you were just kind of running around floating, blowing shit up with your gun or whatever. So this though is the inversion of that. It goes all in on the weirdness. It pulls right back on the action and, but it keeps all of that world building stuff that made control fucking cool. Right. And it, now it's, it's reaching out with that stuff. It's saying, well, like you will meet the federal federal bureau of control in this game. Like that is not a spoiler. That's kind of just like out there already, and it's a big deal in terms of how it's telling the story and and like little Easter eggs and big story beats. And again, your your mind really your imagination begins to wonder about what this could mean for this connected universe in the future. And so I'm so keen for Remedy to stick with this. I really hope they do because I know they're gonna like them remaking Max Payne one and two. Maybe they'll make a Max Payne four. Okay, cool, fair enough. I'd be really just keen at this point for like a Max Payne, like like an Alan Wake three or a or a Control two. I think they actually are working on Control two from memory. I think that's something they've got. I in think they've, right they've now. confirmed yeah. that. Yeah. So I'm keen for them to stick with this connected universe thing and this paranormal thing because it is so good and as well handled as it was in Control, it is being handled. I think way way more interestingly here. Mm. On that, I feel bit. like Max Payne three was a pretty definitive bow on that franchise. You know, like you don't. There's Me? never an end to a video game franchise. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I just <laughs> want things no to have good thing. endings. Yeah, sure. So, so, do you need to play Control then, or is that not really? No. No. Again, I think it's the same, even less so than with the first Alan Wake. There are some little touch points within. 
I reckon if you want to, you should, you could probably watch a supercut of Control on YouTube. And there's also a DLC for Control um, that actually ties together with Alan Wake at the last DLC that they did kind of ties in. So you should check that out again on YouTube or whatever, just the supercut. It's not necessary to play Control, but I think it's worth playing Control in general. But should you delay your playthrough of Alan Wake 2 so you can knock over Control first? Absolutely not. Just get in there, play through this right away on launch day, or as I get, as I said, so long as it doesn't freaking blow up at the back end of the game. Uh, if the quality holds, I'm going to absolutely strongly recommend this one day one. And um, yeah, people are going to love it. So do like a RE7. What fucking... How's that? What do you mean? RE7 you mean? was uh, amazing at the start or in the first half and then I think it's Oh yeah and then you get to the boat and it sure. went like fucking bum so Yeah it's uh, yeah look I I think that that was I really think that that was like a that was like that felt like a fifth of the game Resident Evil 7 everyone's mm. like oh the last half of the game I'm like nah, nah there's a lot of the game that happened before it started mm. to drop off at the back end but it's too very and like, I had got my money's worth over. like yeah I, it's much easier well, to go I, you know, the, oh, see, the see, last, the last you fifth see, of Ralph, the game. The one fifth is in the second half of the game, so therefore, <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. Oh, fuck off. Um, no, so, you've never so, ever mentioned that before until fucking Big Ralph stuck his, stuck his neck out. Mate, I love Resident Evil 7. Pip squeaks. <laughs> I, I maintained the boat was fine, but uh, it's not. I mean, it's not though. the worst thing ever. Like Again, it, six, so you got no fucking say in this. <laughs> I didn't you like well, Callisto Protocol, well, Zach? Thank you, okay, thank you, Ralph. How many times do we need to keep bringing this up? Um, I also like but, Quantum Break. So, how does it compare to Quantum Break? I actually have never played Quantum Break other than the first little bits and seen some bits on YouTube and whatever. And else. you're good. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen it and I'm like, okay, sure. But again, this is again about me not being a massive Remedy fanboy. Nothing mm. about Quantum Break really reached out to me as being like, I must play this game. You know what I mean? Sean Ashmore didn't. So, do it for um, you. say again. Sean Ashmore didn't do it for you. No, I, I love that guy actually. Um, yeah. but and I was actually when I was over in LA for the Hands On preview, he was there up on stage. I'm like, oh my god, it's Iceman. He's right there. You know? All oh, right. Um. <laughs> so so yeah, but no, honestly, um, I I don't think I'm. You probably just. Look, obviously, until you start seeing reviews for this, you're probably not going to believe anything I'm saying. When you see reviews for this, I'm guarantee you're going to see this as really... Uh, yeah, unless the performance side of it really tanks, because that's a big concern a lot of people have. I will say on my high-end PC, it runs flawlessly. But that is a four, that is like a $6,000 computer. You know what I mean? Like 4090 and 13900 and all that sort of shit, right? Everything. So how this runs on your average rig running a 2080, you know what I mean? I don't know. And and similarly on consoles, I have not got the word on how it runs on consoles yet, other than the preview build where it was pretty good on console. So as long as performance comes in correctly and it isn't riddled with bugs, I have seen some minor bugs on the way, but minor things, as long as those two things come in correctly, I wouldn't be at all surprised if this got, I don't know. I like, I mean, cause Spider-Man got a 91 on, on open critic, right? I wouldn't be surprised if this got a 90. I wouldn't be surprised. I think it's that good and i and i think it's and i think you're going to see lots of 10 out of 10s and i think you're just going to see so much love for it it's particularly from the horror community or survival horror community or whatever it is from remedy fans from people just looking for smart video games and that's the other thing it's really smart you know i don't want to oversell it but it really does feel like you're watching or playing through like twin peaks you know what i mean that kind of that that clever weirdness 
where clearly the writer is having a lot of fun with you as, as they're making this thing, but they're never being flippant. They're always being serious about what they're doing, but they know how to walk that line. That is just, it's such a, there's such a playful mind at work behind what this thing is, or playful minds, I should say. Uh, it's very, very intelligent. And I've just found all of it so, it has held my attention so closely as I've gone through all of it. It really has. Nice. Very cool. We'll yeah. look forward to uh, for that to drop and then for reviews to hit on Friday-ish, Saturday. Friday morning after, let's make sure we don't upload this until we confirm that embargo <laughs> just because... <laughs> Yes, no, just, we, let's just triple check that, please, because I'm a bit nervous you know, about that. We do love uh, to break an embargo here, but I don't think the podcast has ever... <laughs> I don't think we've ever with the podcast. Nah, yet, the so. podcast has never been the, it, the culprit. Um, but you did mention a buzzword that I want to just talk very, very briefly for like a minute on, and you said open critic, and I want to just say, fucking hell, man, you are winning our open critic challenge first year in. You're the real deal. What Bastard. can I say? What can I say? I... And winning the Open Critic Challenge. That's all I can really say. That's it. So, <laughs> that's it. That's all I got. I wonder if Alan Wake's so. on that list. Do you, does anyone ever call that? I can't remember what even was on Surely. that list. Surely. Did it have a date? Sometimes. So, what's the... Can... Wait, wait, wait. What do I get if I win? What's the prize? Mate, you get the prestige. You get, I Bro, you, you get I don't the... need no fucking prestige. Give me something cool. <laughs> Give me like a $50 voucher at Liquorland or something. Come on, man. Make it worth my while. I'll tell you what. All right, go on. You will get permission to speak on every episode. <laughs> oh, finally, I'm in my place at that <laughs> yes. point. Uh, nice. Very okay. cool. Sorry, all right, cool back. Uh, all right, news, James. There's not much to talk about, so we'll go whip it through. Pretty yeah, quickly. it's that's what happens when we take two weeks off. Is the news becomes kind of just a bit of a sludge. Um, but you know, if there's anything anyone wants to bring up, feel free to to jump in at any point. I guess the major headline that we missed was that um, Xbox finally achieved its acquisition of uh, Activision Blizzard. So. Bully for them, bully for everybody involved, I guess. Um, does See, anyone have any thoughts I they want to... You know what blew my mind? And I messaged Adam being like, what's going on here? Is there a typo in your fucking your headline? Because it was like, uh, Blizzard acquires Activision Blizzard King. And I was like, why is the king in there? And then I read the actual... You've got to get the king in there, mate. Well, I was like, are you calling them You're kings? a monarchist. Like, are you saying they're now kings? Is that like, am I missing something? Like, then I read no, the I was talking to the audience. I was talking to the audience. Microsoft has officially acquired Activision Blizzard. King, king. Uh, and then I yeah, I read the the blog post and I was like, fuck, I can't, I don't remember that, but sure. There you go. Oh, That's why they bought them more than anything else. Yes. <laughs> That's actually the point of the whole sale. Is actually king more than anything else. Well, I mean, yeah, it's probably very true though. They were uh, they were real quick on that uh, hype trailer, weren't they? The um Ooh, yeah. the one that was like clearly built six months ago. Um <laughs> That was a little bit sickeningly sweet. The the whole It's Xbox's whole marketing though. It's that's welcome what they to do. the family. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Fucking yucky. Activision, Blizzard King, and you. Like, cool. Get ready for the layoffs, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm, mm. Yes. Right, they, they, um, they bought up Las Vegas. But on just on the the acquisition. I've read some shit online. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but there's been lots of talk of Sekiro coming to Game Pass and people are like, no, man, fucking mm. Activision doesn't own it. From Software own it. Does anyone know who owns it here? Yes, FromSoft own it. Really? Definitely, yes. Activision were a publishing partner. The same way that Sony were a publishing partner for Death Stranding, they do not own the rights. Ah. Uh, it's exactly the same with yeah, cool. uh, mm. FromSoft. Fucking take that, Xbox yes. fanboys, who were like, 
<laughs> Seeing Sekiro in that hype trailer did give me a little like, oh fuck, if they ever do a sequel, I hope that's not locked. Um, so I'm glad it won't be. Sorry, sorry. Let me rephrase my question. Are you talking about sequels? I mean, if they wanted to bring no, no. Shadows Die Twice to Game Pass, yeah. would From Software have to sign that off, or would that be because they've published no. that title? They were a marketing partner for it. They were not. They did not publish the title. They were a marketing ah. partner for it in the United States. I actually don't think they published it in Japan. Actually. Um, from memory, I don't think they did. So, I yeah, no. Swear they had something more to it than just that, though. Well, yeah. I, look, maybe I'm wrong about this, but I'm ninety percent certain that they were a publishing partner. They were not the straight up publisher, and that I know for a fact that they do not own the rights to. Mm, okay. secure well, I mean, well, that's the yeah. Mm. That was the main. Yep. Thing, so. Yeah, the, the rights are the the meat the meaty part. Uh, Fallout TV show is coming, um, April, 2024 release date. Seems like we're going to be getting a full blown trailer soon ish. Um, does this excite anybody? What's, what's the vibe? Forgot that it was in works in the works. Yes. Yes. Truly. (laughs) I I, I wonder if I've like reached, maybe it's just like now I'm old. Okay. Maybe that's what it is. Right. And if you, I don't know, I've reached a point now where licensed things do not interest me. Like, there's more Star Wars coming, and there's the new Loki season, and there's this Fallout TV show, there's Twisted Metal. I don't give a fuck about any of it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I genuinely don't. And I, again, I'm not sure if that's because, like, ah, I've seen it all before. <laughs> maybe. But maybe it's just like we're all saturated with that licensed stuff now, and so little mm-hmm. of it has been that interesting. Like, I'm really keen for the next season of The Boys. I'm devastated that Succession is over. I'm keen for mm. Invincible, you know what I mean? Which obviously was a comic, but not a video game, whatever. But, like, the idea of a Fallout TV show, do I get excited about that? I'm not particularly. I don't know. I don't know how you guys feel. Is anyone else? Am I, like, is this just Old Man Ralph? or what? Right, yeah. No, I mean, I think you're right. It doesn't help you to have the grumpy member of the team on your side here. But, yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, um, agree with the Fallout. I've got no interest, really. I reckon yeah. Nathan would be kind of keen. Like I'm, I'm getting- yeah, look, I'm, I'm reserved as I am with a lot of these things. I need, you know, woo me with a little bit of hype first. We haven't really seen, we've seen nothing. So, you know, I'm maintained for now. I'll, I'll come around on it if it makes a good initial showing. Just on that, Ralph, are you, do you have any plans to watch The Last of Us show? Because I know that we spoke about it because you went to the premiere or something, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Well, I watched the first like four or five oh, episodes okay. and right. I just, yeah, I did, I did. I really liked it. I really did. But again, I, as I was watching it, I mean, that's not true because there was like the Billstown episode, which was very different than the main, um, than the, than the video game. And I really liked that a lot. Um, and so, but a lot of the time I was watching and I was like, well, this is cool, but I've already seen this in the game. So I'm watching it again now, you know? And so it's nice that that is brought out to a larger audience and that's cool. But yeah, I am. Yeah. So that's probably why I just didn't stick okay. with the series. Cause I'm like, well, I know what happens. And that was, that was really it. So yeah. Okay. But I'll I'll go back to it at some point for sure. Cool. Very nice. I think that's all. Is that the main news? Uh, it's it's kind of all I'd pulled for for this particular week. Adam. Hi, hi. Well played, Adam. Here. Um, I have one just little micro news piece, and it's that you can readily buy Hotline Miami two uh, a lot easier now because oh. it's they've gotten their PS five and Xbox Series X upgrades which is technically a new release. And with the the way they've kind of tweaked the game to toggle on and off the problematic scene, 
um, the Australian ratings board was like, oh, fucking go on then, you little scamp, get in here. <laughs> um, so you can buy the collection and the game itself standalone in Australia. And if you liked the first game, the second game is more of a good thing. So you should play it. Not saying I like that, that I played it while Australia said, nah, but wink, no, wink, How nudge, would you have nudge. done that? Yeah. It's fucking good. PS Vita imports, baby. That's exactly <laughs> how I did it. <laughs> uh, the only other news piece, very, very quickly, is that a Melbourne-made game, uh, Moonlight in Garland. It's a little life simulator, very chill and vibrant and playful and posi- positive uh, that has hit early access uh, now. So you can check that out. Cozy, if you... nice. as they say, cozy as the kids say these days. I love cozy. Cozy games. I copied it from their steam page and i was just fanging it at work so cozy i uh i was also at south by southwest this week uh, how was that very briefly it was impressive like uh, if anyone doesn't know it's basically a, like a culture and tech event in sydney it's a global but they had it, had it in sydney as well it was music it was uh, cinema it was technology and it was video games and they have like dozens and dozens of events under each of those categories they took over the entirety of darling harbour and so many other places around sydney as well it was massive uh way better than anything melbourne puts on that fucking shithole uh and so uh, you know it was actually a really good showing and why do we let him talk again (laughs) and so (laughs) i really think i think um you guys I, i honestly wasn't paying it mind until i looked at the agenda and then i was like wait a second a lot going on here huge indie showcase with indies from all around the world for example mike morhaime co-founder of blizzard did a keynote speech here um as did some other people i can't their names escape me now off the top of my head but it was a real thing and i think it will build momentum because they've got a 10-year lease and i think that over the years we are going to be talking more about south by southwest and and it seems like it's going to be a really big event in the gaming in the australian gaming calendar you're going to have packs in melbourne and you're going to have South by Southwest in Sydney. And I really think that, um, yeah, it's definitely one to watch. So book your flights now. Come back next year. Come and, come and check it out. You'll have a good time. Hopefully Did they you find Troy them. Baker and give him a Predator handshake? <sighs> Troy Baker. No, I did not find Troy Baker. <laughs> Apparently he did like a little show or something. A little saw. concert. He did, he did, he did, he did. Yeah. Sam Barlow was also there. Yes. Big names. I exactly that's what I'm talking about see and mm. he gave a really I uh, wasn't there but apparently really fantastic presentation walkthrough of his game mm. I mean how awesome is that Sam Berlow sitting there talking to you you know playing his game yeah isn't that a great concept Zach someone should make a podcast series out of that sort of thing <laughs> I reckon it'd be fantastic <laughs> maybe they might you never know maybe they uh, might watch it hour it's long it'd be sick. awesome hour long let's see maybe a bit of a super cut in there it'd be fantastic you know <laughs> love that's it, it. Fucking oh, sounds good. Maybe we'll get him on. He can. Uh... Oh, he'd be up for it. To be honest with you, he's pretty keen. Like he's he's very um, you know, like he's always willing to talk about his work. So for sure, he's not quite meta thirsty or. No, he's not <laughs> meta thirsty. He's still got class, but the, but he likes talking about. It. He enjoys sharing his work with well, others. I'll bring the red so, one. You know, and so we're, him on. we're all That's good. That's it. Uh, class and He'll he'd so. be up for it. That's right. All right. Uh, no, I just hope that they separate packs and. Uh, South by Southwest a little bit more because I'd be keen to go. Mm, I see but, what you mean, but not the week you after. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, that's. I mean, never going to happen because I feel like it's gaming is just one part of that Fair. broad calendar of events. So yeah. I don't think they're going to think in those terms. But at the same time, there's maybe some like synergies in that because if indie devs may want to spend, I don't know if they can 
you know, there's a big flight from overseas to Sydney. And if they could spend one weekend in Melbourne for PAX and the very mm-hmm. following weekend, that is a lot of value for them. Fair. That yeah. could work out really well. Yeah. It's a, it's a double-edged sword because I'm also thinking of local devs I'm talking to that are just burnt out, mate. You know, it's GCAP and then PAX and South by Southwest rotating yeah. roster of three weeks nose to the grindstone and then there's all the prep before that. Oh, boy. Mm. Mm. Bless. Mm. Bless indeed. All right, off topics. Anyone got anything they want to share that they've watched, read, fucking whatever? Uh, on the topic of boys, Gen V, good. Very yeah. good. Very, very good. What is it, sorry? Gen V, spit off with the boys. Oh, right. No. It's it's functionally like a in-between a season because it, it like properly ties into where the show is up to at the moment. But um, has anyone here read the, the boys? Like actually read the comics? No. Not all of it, but I've read some of it, yes. If I, if I say Tech Knight, does that mean anything? Oh, okay. Interesting. No, doesn't. Yeah, it's it <laughs> Thanks, is a, it's bloody great. It's uh, it hits all the all the positive mm. notes of the boys, and I'm probably enjoying it a little bit more, just because it doesn't have as it, well really any of the lows. It's uh, I, I thought it was just gonna sort of tread a line like X Men. It's a lot more than that. I'm having a lot of fun with it. Mm. Uh, mm. I rolled credits on House of Usher or the Fall of the House oh, of yeah. Usher mm. yesterday, mm. day before one of the days, Sunday or something. They uh, like a waffle on that show, don't they? They do. There's there's a couple of good waffles though. Um, sure, <laughs> that's but, a Flanagan staple though. At this point, yeah, you know, yeah. But it's like, oh, mate, definitely rated it more than Midnight Mass. I thought, uh, yeah, the ending I didn't quite like. Not the actual, nah. the ending itself, but the way that it played out. Um, I thought it was a bit laughable. Kind of. Yeah, it was. Um, Is that a bit of an issue that he has with his series that he doesn't quite stick the landing? I wouldn't no. say so. I've liked all of his endings up until now. Well, the based on the ones I've seen, which is like the two major haunting stories, and then Midnight Mass. Yeah, I see, were... I've I've only done Midnight Mass, so I I, okay. I don't really have skin in the game. To yeah, I'm kind of with Zach though. Like it wraps up comically fast. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. And it's just that kind of yeah. took me out of it a little bit. But it's very cool. I think it's very, very, very well acted. I think I think all their stuff, or all, all all of his stuff, all you know, the stuff that they're all in is very well, well acted. And I think here, sure. uh, the main antagonist uh, is is excellent. I reckon, fantastic. I thought <clears throat> I thought she was really really good. And even the main dude, like like the main dude's good as well. So. Interesting. There you go. And has it, James, have you seen this yet? Uh, no, no, I'm watching it with a mate. So probably later this week, hopefully I'll get started on that. Cool. Solid. Um, I read a book uh, super quickly, uh, a, a Psalm for the Wild Built. It's about a, a tea monk in a futuristic sci-fi, like post-apocalypse, but a vaguely hopeful one. So the idea that like after the world ends, we rebuilt it the right way instead of letting it fall to shit again. Um, and yeah, Really quaint, uh, quaint, sweet little book. Funny, insightful, good human drama. Nice. Highly recommend it. Nice. How long? Enjoy a good book. Oh, uh, like a hundred pages. Oh, it's tiny. Like a little yeah. no, sweet. novella kind yeah. of thing. It's a duology. Sweet I'm starting the next yeah. one. Yeah, basically. Yeah. You, can, you could do <laughs> it in a night out. if you want. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Excellent. Nice work. Uh, well, no 90s film of the week, so... so was... I've got some super quick music to round out the entertainment 
Oh, he's got some blink Sphere. to hive. Yeah, go. I do have some blink to hive. Um, I gave their One More Time new album a double listen because you've got to do a double listen. You got to. Um, and it's brilliant. It's a, a really great return to form and it's like weirdly emotional because they spent so long apart. So coming back together and finding their voice again is just really, really cool. Um, very keen to see them next year. Uh, and the other is the first album from Teen Jesus and the Gene Teasers, which is an all-female rock band who are fucking awesome. I saw it's them. A great a, name. Like, I saw them. Yeah, I saw them like a month and a half ago. They're fantastic live, and their first full-length album is an absolute fucking banger. Would recommend. On the topic of music, very quick, I want to rant to you because no one else is probably going to be here at this time. But bands that come out and. It, uh, being a side gig with another band and then months after they go, you know what, let's do a headline gig. They can get fucked because yeah, it's three bullshit. or four bands I'm with you. now that have been like, cool, I'll spend 60 bucks to go and see, oh no, sorry, 90 bucks to go and see Dance Gavin Dance who are the headline and they're playing with a band called Nothing More who I really, really like and they're, this is I, I told fit- you I liked Dance Gavin Dance last year. You took the fucking piss out of me, mate. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't really like them. I'm. I'm going to see. Okay. I'm going to see nothing more. <laughs> you pulled the knives out. Um, <laughs> and now, and that was like three months ago. We bought tickets, right? And now, uh, last week they announced a headline show. And it's like fucking hell. Yeah. And then there's another one. Uh, Wait, I don't understand. What's 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 wrong? So, so the, the, <laughs> the 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 second act. <laughs> Uh, now announcing they're doing headline acts. Is that the Getting problem? Getting a bit big for their britches, mate. But like too close the to, together. Yeah. yeah. But like, why does that matter? You're already seeing them but, but cheaper I would... because you're going to another show when you get to see them. No, the more expensive show. No, the more expensive show. So I've, I've. So are you saying that you would have? Okay, so you're really only going to see the warm up act. Correct. And yes. And now the warm up okay. act is doing their own headline gig a night after they're the they're the side gig. Does that make sense? But yeah, but wouldn't they only like have the confidence to do that because no, I know, think like oh they've sold well and he like, doesn't oh, give a fuck about the human and, element. Uh, I was gonna say very <laughs> human <laughs> angle. He cares like, about this, his pocket. Like this this fucking band who's like little garage outfit. No, nah, there's gonna be something contractually <laughs> in it, I reckon, or something like that that they can't announce their own gigs until X amount of time because it's happened like three or four times now, um, where we went and saw. No, we didn't go to see it, James. But caskets like same thing. They played mm. with a Sydney band and then two weeks before their show here, they were like, yep, we're going to do a headline show. So I actually went and I went and saw that one, one as well the following night. Another band is doing it called Holding Absence. They're coming and I was going to go see them with Thornley, who I fucking don't like at all. And I was like, I'm not paying 80 bucks to see <laughs> fucking Thornley. And now they're like, headline gig. It's like, fucking hell, mate. Anyway. That's terrible. I get you. I'm outraged. Yeah. I'm outraged on your behalf. I now that so I understand, I just just, just terrible. Again, just to feel better. <laughs> <laughs> so. This is why I haven't seen a live music gig in like what, fifteen years. Oh, <laughs> really? I don't even That's know kind of... last. I don't go. Huh. I mean, I've never been in live music to be honest. So I'm not really your man for that. Fair enough. Sydney's uh, also not much of a live. Sydney's <laughs> not. I'm actually was to be honest. Sydney's not really much of a live music town, so we're not like mm. everywhere closed at like 11 p.m. and mm-hmm. we weren't allowed to have anything above like four decibels loud. Otherwise, <laughs> the residents would complain. You know, come down so. to Hobart, mate. Everything's closed at like four in the afternoon. At least you can fly in there at night. Fucking Sydney. I still can't believe that you can't 
fly after a certain time. That blows my <laughs> little mind. This is this old whinging pod, like old man whinging pod. Hey, Sydney, you can't even get in there past 11 o'clock. It's ridiculous. Unbelievable. <laughs> I genuinely this is... know this. Really? No, this is news to me. Yeah, so there's like a curfew oh, my for like... Is it 11 Mate, all the, the, the poor people who live in Marrickville, they don't want you flying over their house at 1am, okay? Well, fuck them. <laughs> Just give them a break. Move. That's why they got the subsidised land, mate. It's cheaper. Uh, all right, cool. Uh, any else we want to share for off topics? Nah, nah, wrap her up, mate. Wrap it up. Oh, James? No, I was just going to say Ralph was right about Sekiro. Sorry, I looked it up while we were dicking around. Uh, it is the only did. one of from Soft's IPs that they own. This is why I'm at the there top you go. of the freaking whatever did... the thing is, the Open Critic <laughs> Challenge. See, you doubt me. What Activision happens. was involved in publishing it in the West, but there was no deal struck about further arrangements. No. I accept, I accept your apology, Jack. Me? I didn't, I didn't say <laughs> you were I accept wrong. Your, I accept <laughs> your apology. A bit combative. Uh, okay, thank you. Except for a sequel win. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ralph, thank you again for being here. It's always great to have you on, all of you. Good stuff. Yep. Lovely to be. Lovely <laughs> sure to see you. Uh, you can check out the content on www.willhalfandplay.com.au. You can check out Ralph at. I don't even know what even your. Shill up. It's just that. S H I L L U P. Oh, I wasn't. I wasn't sure <laughs> if there was the like one. a U T or something. Not U T. Y T in there. No, 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 no. no just no. Google skill up, shill up. You'll find me. That's unfortunately. it. Google um. Ashinaka. Have a say. Say well, Google what? Go on, say it. Don't be a pussy. Say it. Google. No, I can't because it's it won't it won't fit with the uh, what's coming. So uh, thank you for. Mm. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Uh, All right. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. And cheers. Cheerio. Have a very good farewell. Ah, oh, bye. Cool. All right. I'm stopping.